Hey guys, so here's a bonus episode of the Fuacata podcast. This is actually the panel I did with uh, Kenny Calderon and Andre Labrada on the art of collecting uh, at Miramar Comic Expo. Really awesome people, really cool. I think they gave us the wrong panel. <laughs> I don't even know, but we went with it. It was awesome to be on stage and all mic'd up and people there. It was kind of a cool situation as always. We did it last time and it was fun, so... We didn't care. Um, sorry for the echoey sound of it. That was just part of being in the auditorium and everything else. Um, but overall, it was a fun time. Really cool. Check the links at the on the description to check out Kenny and Andre's work. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. And are you like the guy that will, like I say, you're gonna brown bag it for a week because you bought that statue. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you bought that there and you shouldn't have bought it. And now you're wondering if your electricity is going to be on it. You know, you're like, I, I, but, 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 it, but it's okay. It's cool. Right? You know? It looks good. How many of you guys are collectors? Uh, a few. Um, I think when it comes to collecting, there's a lot of different stocks, there's a lot of different avenues you got to think about. It depends on what you're into. Some people collect certain things, right? So I got to know some people that are like, all right, comics. Right? That's one thing. Cards, statues, bungos. That's like, there are those things. Right. And then there's what? I think also. Shooter. Then there's characters. Right. So you, yeah, you can break it down by character. Like, I, I only collect specific characters. I collect specific artists yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Some people collect just books for the covers. Some will do like the interior work, stuff like that. Um, there's also the, the art side of collecting where you, you seek out the artists for like special yeah. prints or their original art of the pages or just like totally original art, like a sketch cover or something. I always think like original art is that last, it's like a Pokemon <laughs> form, you know, it's like that last form. Like once you're buying the original artwork from a comic book. And there's guys that they want to own all the pages. Yeah. They want to own all the pages of this certain issue. And they put it and they that special or anything else, but they want to own that. And yeah. that's the biggest thing. And then there's guys that want to put covers for certain issues. So there's a lot of avenues in that. There's a lot of things that when you are collecting, you have to really think about that. Um, one thing I tell people all the time because you guys, you, you guys, you guys are fanatics and all that. But, and you got guys that, oh, is this going to be expensive in the future? Is this going to be worth money? Is this going to be... And I always told them the same thing, like, buy the stuff you like. Right. The stuff that you really love. Because then you don't have to worry about the value going up and down, or this or that. Um, you're just, you're buying what you care about. And if it does show up, cool. If it doesn't, whatever also. But you like looking at it, like having it in your house. Um, you can be a Superman collector and have problems. <laughs> what's the, what's the, the thing in your collection that you probably like, oh boy. Man. Um, like you even look at yourself and like, why did I buy this? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was at a con. I'm forgetting what show it was. And uh, I came across this dungeon that had a bunch of like memorabilia from like the 80s and 70s. Hmm. And I found a copy of the National Enquirer from 1979 with Christopher Reeve on the cover, right? And it was a before and after pic of him while he was training with Arnold Schwarzenegger for their original Richard Donner and Superman mm -hmm. film. And uh, it, was, it was from January of that year. I'm like, you know, screw it out, I want it, <laughs> right? I bought it. Took it home, you know, kind of, I'm a born So I figured, you know, why not? Superman, born in 79, why not, right? And, I'm, I'm, and I bought a bunch of other stuff from the guy because he had everything. And I went nuts. But of everything that I bought from the guy, that's the only questionable purchase that was. Was it a lot? Was it a crazy way for that inquiry? 
not really, but... Was that, was it like nicely wrapped or was it like an old ratty newspaper? No, well, no, it was actually pretty well preserved. Yeah. It was, it was, it was the old paper, but it was really well preserved. But like, I sat there and I'm like, of everything that I bought, I'm like, I could have probably done without this. Because now I'm eating like tuna fish out of a can for the next yes. week. <laughs> That's the one thing. <laughs> with the you know, you can throw out the water, you get the bread, the water. He's learning already about being a collector. But have you ever at least like prominently displayed in your home? No. Or is that still in a pile somewhere? No, no, no. So somewhere. Because I had uh, recently moved in with my fiance, my now fiance, uh, all of my Superman paraphernalia is in the storage room. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because she's, she's not a big, dedicated fan. We all have our flaws. As I am. Right. Yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Well, you are, Jay. What, what is it that you look at your collection and you look at Because you're an artist, so and we're all artists yeah. also. We're all artists. So, like, my perspective, I collect a lot because I'm either, I either like the character or I like the art of the, the cover of a book or something, or a statue. Um, i say the most, the one thing I did to me, I guess, would be a, it's a Wonder Woman statue of, I forget the number, I think it's like 500 or 600. Right before they transitioned to the new 52, they gave her like this outfit with like a jacket and black pants. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> And so I got the statue, it was like almost 200 bucks. And I still no, like it to this day. I still look at it and I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever, but everybody hates it. Like that was like the one outfit the world hated. I remember that, that was, um, yeah. that, that, that show, uh, he was the, the artist on Paper Girls, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah. But yeah, that was like the, it's like yeah. one of one fifty. Especially yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great, great. Yeah, that's like the one questionable, I guess, to, to like a comic collector. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. I mean, that's the thing you gotta live with and you gotta look at and say, okay. Yeah. I, 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 you guys have any questions, by the way? Feel free to put your hands up and questions. Especially about collecting about comics and anything else. I think the biggest thing, too, is. Because there's always that thing about finding a diamond in the rough, you're looking yeah. at a con, it's like, oh. and like all that yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, the process of trading. And then, you know, every time we're at a con, you know, it happens at least once, especially when there's art supplies at a con. We always run over to each other and say, dude, you're selling the COVID market for two bucks. Yeah. It's like five cents for ten or something like that. What? Like, we have to run over there. But, you know, a lot of times they're always like trying to get the deals and going to con and get the deals. And I own a comic book shop. There's a lot of research that has to go into when you start collecting seriously. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. You have to get ripped off too. Because there's the one thing of like, all right, what's the price? So if a comic book is suddenly $25, why? No one asks that question. They just say, well, 25 bucks on eBay, 25 bucks on, you know, comic, uh, a comic shop. So what do you just drop the. Yeah, and, but then if you see it everywhere, it is really worth 25 bucks. And I always tell people this, have it. Always have it. There should be no insults to have it. The only thing you shouldn't do is that if it's 25 bucks and you want to get it for 20, that's fine. If it's 25 bucks and you're asking 5 bucks, you'll, you sound like a jerk. And we're going to roll our eyes and be like, I'm not selling those guys. I don't 
So you have to keep that in mind. It's one thing to get 10, 20% off, or if you bought some other stuff and you want to throw it in. Really, that's where the biggest deal is I've seen, you know, I've been able to whittle down on people from $350, $400 down to $200, $225 because I've been able to go and say, okay, I'm going to get this and get this and get this. And then getting a bunch of stuff. Another thing is cash is cake to this day. If you want to show up at a shop and really make a deal and make a haggle and do something, show up with cash. Because then taxes, you know, a lot of times we're not going to involve it. You're going to go and say, oh, let's do this or everything else. Or like, you know, just seeing the money in hand, you're going to be able to play. So when you do cons, if you're into collecting something like that, do the research. See what's out there. I've seen people buy something. Oh, I got it for 20 bucks. I'm like, dude, there's a website you can get for seven dollars. And vice versa. Then the other thing is, that, oh, what's seven dollars? Are you buying some Mayfair version, you know, <laughs> statue? Like, I you like, dude, look at my current statue. Like, this is so Who painted this? Is this TV Wonder edition? Like, yeah, the Wish.com carnage statue. Wait, some of them are beautiful. They're really well, but they're painted horrible. That's the only thing. So if you can paint it and get it out there, that would be a lot better. So I look at that aspect a lot of times when you do a collection. I was just thinking too. And I was going to say, well, what was my biggest thing that I collected? And I forget, I own a comic book shop. That's my biggest prideful thing I have. Look at this thing. It's all in my life. It's all my mine and all of And real quick, right? Don't ever allow anybody to shame you. Oh, that's the other guy. All right? Look, I've been collecting Superman stuff for a really long time. And aside from my being a fan, Superman, for me, holds a personal connection to my dad. The first Superman, the, the first superhero movie that I've ever watched as a kid, I watched the original Doctor Film with my father. Right? He 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 uh, he rented it from the video store one Friday night, and I'll never it's one of my fondest memories. So since then, plus the whole dynamic with uh, with uh, Superman and his father, yeah. and, and that whole thing, like it, it, nah, it's done. Superman. Yeah. yeah, that's like our generation. Like, you know, this generation, you got Endgame, you have the Avengers, right. you have that, which we enjoyed too. Of course. But for our generation, it was that Superman, and then Batman later on, Absolutely. 89 Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that's like, you weren't the same. You were, you were, you know, you were Batman. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how many people were running around with the kid, like, towel wrap on. And I was like, oh, that's Superman, that's Superman, that's Superman. That's Superman. So I, I say that to, to say that, um, you know, if it's something that is significant to you, that's, that's what gives anything value, right? If it's able to tap into that personal nerve center, right? Um, and I'm still a hard person to make comments to this day, right? Um, so my, my ex, my ex uh, tried to collect the shame at one point, right? And <laughs> I got it. Right. 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 I thought you were pointing at her at one point in my head, right? Tried to collect the shame at one point, right? You know, because, oh, you're a grown man, like, you like, you're a little man, blah, blah, blah. All right, and, and I told her, like, this. I was like, 
it's better than me spending the money on the strip club. It's better than me, like, sitting in a bar somewhere, like, dropping bread on drinks, yeah. and going home with somebody else. <laughs> Count your blessings that I stay home with my Superman stuff and put it on. You know what I'm saying? So, for the alternatives, I think that's a safe little advice that you can have. You know what I mean? You gotta be careful of making sure never presenting it like a court that is private collection, showing it in the right light, um, and not be put it in storage. You know? Because if not, that's where people might see it talking. Like, look, dude, I think of Hulk, some of the whole statues I've seen, some of the statue work that's out there, it's gorgeous, but how do you put that in the middle of the living room? <laughs> and it's not. So sometimes present them in the right way, that's the thing that kind of do. And you have a question? You have a question? I had to ask. I'm sorry? What makes Superman go crazy when, like, what makes Superman go crazy, like, like crazy? Like, when he's gone crazy in the comics? Are we doing comic book questions? Who's the comic book questions? <laughs> I'll do the video. Somebody just asked him about the eye of a model. Oh, is it the same way? It's the same way? Oh, where is it? He wants to ask questions. He's doing answers. Real quick, real quick, before we like sidetrack about collecting books in Miami and the humidity. Because we don't, we don't realize the power we see. And that's really important that you keep them tightly sealed. If, if it's something of value and that you really want to take care of, it's, it's important that you really wrap it up. Yeah, that's something that's very good for the Don't put anything outside of the garage or anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many people have said, oh, I have these comics in the garage. I have the comics in a shack in the back. They bring it into the shop to get them to sell them, and then they're ruined. And I have to open it, and I'm like, dude, you see the mold right here on the bottom? Like, once you have that black mold, that says it's not worth anything. So I tell people all the time, store at least inside of the reserve condition. Cool. So what makes Batman? Superman goes crazy. There's a kryptonite that makes you nuts, right? This is a kryptonite that changes everything Depending on Superman, right? Because there's silver and Superman, golden and silver and Superman, there are different kryptonites. That's right. It depends, yeah. on, it depends on the Superman and, the, and on who's writing. <laughs> but um, as far as lore, yeah, it was the red. The lore is the red one. And then one of the ones that we just became wacky. Like he became weird. Yes. Because it's different, like there's green, red, there's like fuchsia or something like that. The pink one makes them kind of, kind of feminine, uh -huh. right? Uh, I gotta look at it again. I know that there's a whole spectrum of like, of like kryptonite. Yeah. And they all have different spectrums. Yeah. But I know for sure the red one, like, you can, you can link that back to, to the red magic one, right? The red for rage, right? It, it makes you kind of rage out. Yeah. Cool. And enjoy. Yes, question.
Yeah. 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 You look at like, okay. The easiest uh, thing to look out for would be like a number one. Number one issue. The first appearance. The first appearance of the character also. Like, so recently I've been collecting Savage Dragon mm -hmm. uh, from Image Comics. Mostly because it's Eric Larson. It's the Todd McFarlane recently did 300 issues of Spawn and he was like, I did 300 issues, big indie thing. But he didn't draw every single issue. He hasn't drawn it since like 20, issue 22. And then uh, Cerebus was the other indie comic to celebrate 300 issues being made by one person. But even he didn't draw everything on there. He had a background artist in Gerhardt, uh, Dave Sims. So the one comic that you could really say has been drawn by one guy and nobody else has been Eric Larson. Larson's drawn Savage Dragon since issue one back in 1992. Uh, because of that, I've been a creator, I just thought that was awesome. I started collecting it and I started getting it and putting it in. It's weird because the stories are messed up and they don't make sense sometimes. <laughs> so when you put them together and you're reading them, you're like, ah, I see what he's going for, but you get used to it. What happened? You know, the first Savage Dragon is a limited series, you start learning stuff. So you look it up and you say, what uh, total run of X comic? What is the total run? How many numbers? How many is on there? That time when I started it was 256. When I started, a lot of issues weren't more than 20 bucks because a lot of the comics were whatever. So I said, oh cool, I can pick up this. The, the first issue that I was drinking, everybody has it. If you come to my shop, I'll probably give it to you for free because everybody has it. It was mass produced, millions and millions of copies. So it's like, it's a $2, $3 book at most. But as you go up a number, you start studying. Then you start studying stuff. So you start learning print runs. So one of the things that I found out, I go, oh, issue 100 is like a five dollar book. Issue 101, oh, it's, a, it's another $6 book. Issue 102 is an $80 book. I go, why is it an $80 book? That's when I found out, oh, 102 is, has a pre page preview for Invincible in the back. And it's considered his first appearance as Invincible in a comic book. So then all of a sudden it's an $80 book. Now, lo and behold, and it ended up being like a hundred something dollars now because of the TV show. Hard to find, luckily I found the copy and was able to get for 80 bucks. But nothing is worse than having 101, <laughs> then the, nope, 103, 104, 104. nothing is driving kind of crazy. So luckily I was able to get that. And you start to later on the issues, you find that the print runs are really small. So now you really, now it's that, now, now this is about rarity. And you find out how hard it is to find this book. Because then when you go to a comic shop and say, Hey, do you have, you know, uh, Savage Dragon 219? And they look at you like they're a crazy person. Because they're like, they didn't even know that book. That's one thing that's hard. Uh, but it's fun because that's where the hunt is. And unfortunately, before I used to do cons all over the country, near Comic-Con, Chicago, everything. So when I heard the cons, I also looked for comics. So I was always looking bins and looking and finding and you get dealing and dealing. And it was always fun to do that. With COVID happened back when such a stop to everything. And now, luckily, we're back at it again. And so, and there's an online community for looking for stuff. Also, talk to other people. You won't believe somebody you buy access to comics and you have something that somebody else wants. And they'll more than willing to trade. Yeah. So that's the best thing to do. Look at a community, whoever's behind it. If you're into a certain comic book uh, uh, that's out there or a certain property, there's probably a group of it. There's probably a local group of it. There's probably, you know, somebody online. Start talking to them. And then, you know, they'll let help you. I know guys that got into... What is it? Gundam figures. And they started getting into it and people were like, oh, <laughs> you need, you need, you know, a uh, knife to cut stuff through the knife, through the paints. Oh, I have excess paints. I have extra parts from kits here. 
There's a good app website called uh, ConfigGeeks.com. Geeks. And it, uh, it lets you keep track of it. It has this really big database. So it lets yeah. you keep track of what. And it also gives you, like, gives you the ability to make pulls like, for what's coming out in the future. It shows you what's yeah. so you can keep track of what you're doing. I use.
I can't find it. I never can find the max. It's 33 or 34, and I can't find it. And I'm like, I can't. I don't even remember which one it is because I can't find the issue. And everybody, you know, they reprinted them, so they come and oh, this is it, right? I'm like, oh, that's a reprint. So that's one of the hard things, you know, the rarity. Action figures, but this is for collecting. Yeah. Oh man, it's a bad bad. Look, I just spent 90 bucks on a Kordak Teenage Ninja Turtles figure from me. And it was one of those things like, it came in the mail and it looks awesome and it's hung on my wall and it's so beautiful and I love it so much. But like, why did I spend that money? Every time I have that hole in my bank account, I'm like, wait a minute, what did I? Oh yeah. <laughs> But you know, uh, it, it depends on what you're looking for. Some of the stuff is like the old stuff is really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. There's a question over here. Oh. Oh no, this is the this is the old '90s anime. Oh, all of that. Yeah, it's all of that anime. Yeah. Anime like. to do NFT art for nothing? Yeah, yeah. NFT cards. But <laughs> in terms of like, because I'm just artist, so I do all my pages and stuff, I have to, I work faster if I just do digital. Um, so, so what people are doing now is they just make like a one-on-one print. And like they sell, like instead of an original pencil, like traditional pencil, they just make a one-on-one print and like that's the only one in existence. And that's it. You cut it comes with like a certificate of authenticity or whatever. That's, that's how it's working. Right. Looks yeah. like we're wrapping up. Yeah, we're One last question. Jamie Foxx was the fan. No, Spawn. Spawn. Yeah. Jamie Foxx is sad. That'd be interesting. Guys, Alright, guys, they already gave us the line. We gotta go. We gave us the wrap up. DC or Marvel? I'm DC. Marvel. DC. Marvel. So DC, DC, Marvel. Thank you guys so much. All right, so that was the panel. Like I said, it was really fun just talking about something that wasn't art and, um, it's hilarious because we're, you know, that's part of our thing, you know, it's like collecting is such a thing. And uh, the thinking behind it, I think, uh, is, is, is uh, important. It's one of those cool, cool fucking things about buying something and completing it and everything else. There's a lot to it more than just, uh, I need this, I need this in my life uh, kind of shit. Uh, I'm glad uh, we got it, got it uh, on air because I, I was sitting there for a long time on my desktop and everything else. But like I said, here's a bonus episode. Hope you guys dig it. As always, check the links for uh, links to Kenny Calderon's art and to Andre Labrada and my own. Click away support and all that stuff so we can keep doing what we're doing. As always, you can find me at fwakata.com, F-W-A-C-A-T-A. If you have any questions, you want to ask any questions, uh, fwakata at gmail.com is the email. And uh, yeah, you can find me online through all of that. And uh, so there you go. Uh, stay tuned. There probably has another bonus episode coming up this week from PalmCon. 
which will also have some insights in making comics and everything else and a nice breakdown. So till then, uh, to stay tuned. Laters. Be good. <laughs>